together. It was so good to see when he puts it together. Yeah. Amen. Well, if they go further, I just want to just preach it all. Amen. They'll just they'll have it all said. It needs to be said. Amen. Uh, but I'm thankful the Lord give us what He give us. Amen. So we're gonna be real quick here. The Book of Mark uh, a little different than the other Gospels. Each Gospel has its own purpose. There's a reason that it was written. Each book adds not something new or different, but adds on to the other. Tells the story of Jesus Christ in the Gospels. And and the book of Mark is different, uh, maybe less quoted sometimes than some of the others. But the first chapter, the first chapter does something really interesting uh, that the others do, does not do. It tells Jesus from before he began his work till till he completely was embedded in the work that he was to do here on earth. So what I guess I'm saying is, is it does it really quickly. It goes through several things really quickly to go from before he's working to when he's working for God. Amen? Yeah. And the reason I bring this chapter out and it really jumped out, he, he told his mother and father at a young age when he had disappeared into the temple and they have just run off and left him there. Uh, I guess thought, assuming he was with the crowd or whatever, and there he was teaching in the temple, and then they realized they'd lost him, had to go back and find him, and he told them, I must be about my father's business. He, he understood an urgency to get to work, amen? Uh, an urgency uh, to do the stuff that God had put him here to do, amen? Now, I, I bring this to you today, I believe in part, uh, we just come through revival, and God kind of just pressured on my heart about being obedient and keeping on keeping on. Amen. Amen. There's something that we're here for. Amen. Right. And, and, and the, the whole service today uh, starting in Sunday is going to Brother Jeremy being mindful of the Lord. I appreciate you Brother Jeremy because you have no idea what it means to me to see exactly what God is teaching me and telling me and instructing me that I need to share with you that he's already teaching you uh, long before you ever get to, uh, uh, to me. Amen. The Holy Spirit is doing a greater work in the church. And I appreciate the kind words that you said. Uh, but I believe that it's God who has his hand on Mount Moriah Church. I believe it's God whose direction it is that we should follow after. I believe he's got a plan and a purpose for us. And we just need to keep on keeping on. Amen. I believe uh, that, that that he's put in us is worth sharing. I believe that that you have and the story that he give inside of you yeah. is a story that will change people's lives yeah. and will change the world and the community that we live in. If yeah. we'll just keep on keeping on following after him. Amen. Yeah, right. Amen. You just pray for me. Maybe I'll get uh, to myself and, and, and get out of myself and, and let God uh, lead. But in the book of Mark in the first chapter, it introduces us as John the Baptist is the forerunner of Jesus Christ. And he begins to baptize and he begins to teach people. Now he's doing some things maybe you and I uh, might not do. It says in uh, verse 6 uh, that he was uh, clothed in camel's hair and girdled with the skin about his loins and he ate locusts and wild honey. God had a plan for John the Baptist. Amen. You may say that's pretty crazy. I wouldn't do that. I, I agree with you. I don't know that I'd get out and eat some locusts. Amen. There was some strange fly. Alex can tell you what it was all week long out here on this pillar. It just kept showing up. And I, when I read that, I thought about that strange creature. And I thought, Lord, how could he do that? But that's 
what God had for him to do. Amen. 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 He had a plan uh, for this man. Uh, and, and, and John wasn't doing stuff, amen, just so that he might uh, be seen. He wasn't doing what he was doing, acting uh, crazy or dressing like he was dressing uh, so that he might impress man. Uh, the Bible tells us in uh, verse 7, and, and he preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I want you to know we need to keep on keeping on, but we need to keep on keeping on with the right thought in mind, and that's that we're here to serve Jesus, and we're here uh, to fulfill his calling. Now, I'm telling you, I think I see this little church, and I see this group of people here, and I think, oh, what the God could do with a group of people who would just give themselves to him. Amen. Amen. He took one crazy man. He took one crazy man out in the middle of the wilderness. Think about it now. And people just got excited and they just started coming. Out of the, listen, they left the cities. They left the comfort. They left their homes. And they come and he began to teach. And they said, well, we want some of that. And he said, well, let me just dash you in this water right here. And you just get what I got. Amen. He took one crazy man and changed people. He can take a church like us and change a community, change some workplaces, change some schools if we'd just be obedient to him. Amen. Amen. So far, that's all introduction. That's just the extra stuff right there. We're going to get to the meat of it in just a minute. I want you to see here this snapshot of Jesus' life. So, so Jesus then shows up, and, uh, and, and John sees him. Uh, there's the one he was just talking about, and he baptizes him. Uh, that happens in verse 9, and the dove descends. And so, so Jesus come uh, to make a difference. He come uh, to change lives. But there was a process, some things that had to happen. And so God anoints him uh, with the dove descending and, and calls him out. And immediately uh, he, he's taken away and, and he's tempted for 40 days. Right. Now I want you to see something here. Uh, now what we're looking at is Jesus' life of going from before the work until he got to work. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Now that's important for us because Christians, guess what? He's left us. Uh, with the work today, Amen, mm-hmm. Amen. So there's a there's a, a symbol in here, or an image, or a picture, if you will, of what we need to consider uh, before we get to work and when we get to work. First, uh, there was a calling, there was a choosing. That dove come down. There was an anointing, if you will. There was a a, a specific thing that Jesus was here to do, and, and God was the one who developed that plan. That God didn't just show up here and all of a sudden say, "Oh me, oh my, this place is in a mess." I'm going to have to do something about it. God knew at the founding of the earth when he knew that he had breathed life in each and every one of us that he was going to give his son to die. Amen. Preacher preached all week long on the cross. He knew the cross. He knew the cross long beforehand. Amen. Amen. But there were some things that had to happen. God has got a calling for you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. God's got a calling for you. Uh, Some people say, well, I don't know about that. Uh, I believe he's given you some talents, and I believe he's given you some gifts, and I believe he's given you a story that nobody else has. And because you've got that story, he's given you a calling. Amen. There are people whose lives you'll speak into when nobody else will. There's people who you'll influence when nobody else will. you got something to do. Amen. Right. 
Amen. You say, well, now, now I didn't get baptized by John the Baptist and the dove didn't descend from heaven. But I'll tell you what did happen is it's the moment you got saved, the Holy Spirit come your way. i tell you what that dove was. It was a reflection of the Holy Spirit on, on, on God's approval into Jesus' life and into his ministry. It wasn't done because Jesus needed a special touch. It was done so that man might know that he was Jesus, the Son of God. Amen. Now, let me tell you something. There's some good in that. Praise God, I'm glad we know that He is Jesus, yeah. the Son of God. But let me tell you, there's more than that. There's something inside of me, and there's something inside of you yeah. that the Holy Spirit put there that can let you know that you're a child of the King Amen. and can let others know that you're a child of the King Amen. and that you've got a work to do. Amen? Yeah. Amen. I'm thankful God uh, did things the right way. He didn't just throw me out and say, get to preaching, boy. But He did some things in my life yeah. that let me know that there was something real to this thing. Yeah. That there was something I needed to do. Yeah. So here's the picture. And fast forward in the book of Mark. He wasn't working. But then he come and met a man named John. And there he was baptized. And pointed out and called out. But then what happened? Then come the trials. Amen. Amen. I want you to know when God called me to preach. Boy, I didn't want to do that. I taught Sunday school. I liked that. I was good at that. I'll just keep doing that. I sung in a gospel group. And a bluegrass gospel group after that. I did all these things. I love doing those things. But God said, I got to work for you today. And there were some trials and some hardships that come along the way that made it really challenging for me to accept what God wanted me to do in his life. Amen. I want you to know the devil will keep you from God's work if you'll let him. That's right. That's right. Church, we just need to keep on keeping on. But some of us have run into that obstacle. Amen. 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 That obstacle ain't always an ugly thing. Sometimes. It might just be in a busyness thing. It might just be in some distractions. It might be in some self-doubt. Yeah. Can I tell you, I didn't think I'd make a good preacher, amen? I'm telling you right now, I still don't think I'd make a good preacher. But guess what? God called me anyway. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Right. amen. You may be feeling like I can't live up to that. Guess oh, what? Man. On your own, you cannot live up to yeah. that. But with the strength of God, you can do anything. Amen. 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 Got wild man preaching out in the wilderness, changing lives. What could you do? Amen. amen. What could you do? I'm not talking to just the brother that's amen to me. I'm talking to all of you. What could you do? Amen. To change this world. God's got something for you to do. We've had some names that we put on a list early on. Our God just said real hard on us. We needed to pray for these people. I hope you hadn't forgotten them. I hope you haven't forgotten them. I hope you've been praying. But some of you may have a special part to play. Amen. Yeah, Amen. There were special people in my life that influenced uh -huh. me. That didn't mean there weren't a lot of people praying for me. But there were some special people who said some right things at the right time that I needed to hear. There were some times before that I said I would preach, Lord, that there were certain people who come by my way and said the right thing that I needed to hear at the right time. Yeah. You got something to do. Don't give up. Right. Don't let the devil defeat you. Don't let temptation take you away. Right. It's time to keep on keeping yeah. on. Yeah. So here's the thing. Jesus wasn't at work. He got uh, the Spirit of God and the baptism. And then all of a sudden temptation come. But he said, I'm going to keep on. Keeping yeah. on. I'm here to do a work. Mm. Then verse 16 happens. Verse 16 happens is as he calls four disciples. Now don't you see how quickly this is happening? We're still in chapter 1. We ain't even changed books yet. We're in chapter 1. In chapter in verse 16, all of a sudden, he says, I'm going to have to have some help. Amen. I want you to hear me right now, church. You need each other. Yes, that's right. Amen. The church yeah. 
Listen to me now. I'm not speaking to the one sitting beside you. I'm speaking to you. The church needs you. The church needs you. He said, well, I don't do much. I don't say a whole lot. I don't have this. I don't have the voice or the words that you have. I can't sing, and I can't play an instrument. Can I tell you, the church needs you as much as it needs all them other people. Yeah, that's right. Jesus knew it. Yeah, that's right. He went and got some fishermen. Mm-hmm. I bet every one of you know how to throw a rod. I bet every one could throw a line in the water right now. Y'all hear me? Every one of you. Anybody here not know how to fish? Never been fishing. Baby, don't count. Baby's under the grace of God. Y'all can't say that. <laughs> Y'all hear me? What I'm saying is, is every one of you are fishermen. Every one of you. Every one of you is fishermen. Well, that's what Jesus did. He went find him some fishermen. He went and found four people who probably the world didn't think a whole lot of. Maybe weren't very well refined. Maybe didn't have the most eloquent speech. Maybe didn't do all these things, but he said, they'll They'll be what I need. And when I need some little extra, that's who will be there with me. Those people, do you realize that those people encouraged Jesus? You say, really? Yes, they encouraged Jesus. Now, there were times, most of the time, he was encouraging them. I can tell you this. You will not do a work on your own. You need other people, amen? Amen. This world that thinks that, well, I'll just sit at home and I'll just have my relationship with God and that'll be good and be fine and I'll just never come in the doors of church. Lord, help them, amen? Because they're trying to do a hard work on their own. Amen. We need each other, amen? So let's bind together. Now let's go a little further. Verse 21, we'll actually read here. Verse 21. And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority, and not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace. And come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region round about Galilee. Two things happened. Two things happened at the moment. Now, he's, he's got to work, okay? I want y'all to see what happened here. There's a ship. Amen. Now, they, we like the good. We like the, the feel-good stuff. We like to, the, the praising God, and we like to, to feel his hand upon us and feel that tangle run from the tips of our toes to the tops of our head. We like that part, amen, but there's a work to be done that goes beyond that, amen? Uh-huh. Amen. Now, now, that's what he did. He said, I'm, I got to get to work, and so there's two things that happened. He talked. And he provided miracles. I want you to say two things happened. He taught and he provided miracles. This happens again and again and again. Jesus' primary things, right? He taught and he performed miracles where he healed people. He cast out the demons. There's something in that. Amen. Uh, the, verse 29. Skip down verse 29. And forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue and entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John, but Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever, and anon they tell him of her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. There's another miracle. Verse 32, And at even when the sun did set, 
They brought unto him all that were diseased. Boy, that's something. Now, this is the whole city. And them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of divers diseases. And cast out many devils. And suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. There's this work that he's doing. Y'all seen this? There's this work he's doing. He's got miracles and he's got teaching. Now, I want you to see. Here's, here's the thing. The miracles are a physical thing, right? They're a physical thing. There's a reason why Jesus performed all the miracles that he performed. He performed the miracles so that they might know who he was, so that they might understand that he was the Son of God. Now, there's something about the physical. Now, in today's society, you can hear preachers uh, preach to you about, uh, you know, miraculous healings and all these things. And I believe that God is able, but I don't believe man controls that authority over God. God has that authority. Now, you... You, you can say what you want to say about that. I'm just saying, just just listen to me say this. Uh, there are a lot of false teachers in the world. Amen. That's Bible, okay? So so what I'm telling you is, is just be careful. But what I'm really saying is, is that the things that they seen and then went and said, follow me now. The Bible said after he healed the mother-in-law that she ministered unto them. Uh, it said uh, after that it was, it was noised abroad. And, and what did they do? They shared it with us. I want you to know something. And we, we did this this morning, amen? Now, see, I told you the Lord was setting everything up. I didn't know that Brother Jeremy was going to do all that he was going to do. I didn't know that, that the things were going to happen as they were going to happen. But we began to testify of the good things of God. Amen? Are y'all with me? Testify of good things of God. As a matter of fact, some of the things that we described, we, didn't, we don't even know how they happened. Right. Right? Don't make a lot of sense how they occur. Uh, I can tell you the time that I was in great need. I had a, I had a son who was in the hospital, uh, uh, Noah, when he had, uh, had to have surgery and we had to miss work. And, and I had some friends give us an envelope with money in it that equated, I believe if I remember correctly, to the penny of exactly two weeks to my check. Mm -hmm. I can't describe that to you. Man. I can't explain to you <laughs> How that would have happened? Yeah. They didn't know how much money I made. They had no clue. Right. What I made? Y'all, y'all listen to me. What I'm telling you is, is what you testified of is a miracle of God. Amen. Right. You said, but man was involved. Yeah, absolutely. Man's been, God's been using men uh, all the time. Amen. Matter of fact, when he left and he said, "I want you to be the hands and the feet of the church," Amen. what do you think he's doing? He's doing a miracle through the church. Amen. God's got involved, and he's got involved with man. Amen. Amen. There are some things that we need to share with this world. See, well, here's our work. Here's your work. Amen. you got a testimony. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a testimony. God's yeah. blessed you. He's yeah. given you words and thoughts and things that nobody has said. I'm telling you, I just rejoice at your testimonies. Yeah. How it fills my soul up. Yeah. Amen. How, how, you know what I think? Well, it just makes this thing realer and realer, don't it? That's not good grammar, but that's just the truth, right? Y'all, y'all, are y'all with me? I'm just saying, boy, when you hear somebody say something like that, you just got to scratch your head and say, well, what do you think about that, devil? Yeah. Amen. Amen. What it does is it strengthens his people. Yeah. It strengthens one another. It causes the non-believing to scratch our heads and wonder and say, well, I just don't know how that could happen. I just don't understand. There's a work to be done among us, and it involves some miracles. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. Sure Amen. It's just not you performing them, amen. It's you testifying to the goodness of God. Can I tell you this? Uh, skip down to verse 40. Let's talk about the leper. 
Verse 40 says, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. He already knew what Jesus was capable of. He just wanted to know if he would. Amen. I want you to know this morning, there's some of you out there that know God can, but you're just not sure if he will. Can I tell you this morning, he didn't turn the leper away. You see, a lot of times, oh, listen to me, a lot of times we judge. We look at somebody on the outside. I heard testimony of it today, what they look like, what they look like, what they look like. This was a leper that wasn't supposed to be anywhere near him. He was breaking the law, could be stoned for coming near any clean person. And, and Jesus didn't look at him and say, oh, you filthy thing, get away from me. Aren't you glad that Jesus looked at you? And he didn't say, oh, you filthy thing, get away from me. He didn't look at you and say, I don't want nothing to do with you. He didn't uh, tell you, well, you just didn't come the proper way. Uh, you didn't do the right things. He didn't do none of those things. He looked down. Listen to me. And here's the word I want you to get today. The Bible says, and Jesus moved with compassion, yeah. put forth his hand and touched him and saith unto him, I will. Right. Woo! Aren't you glad this morning yeah. that Jesus looks at us and he doesn't say, I won't. Yeah. He doesn't say, I can't. He says, I will. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I want you to see something in that scripture. It says that he was moved with compassion. The word here uh, in the original Greek is a single word. I ain't going to try to pronounce it for you because I'd butcher it to pieces. It's a single word. They translated it in, into our English language into three words. It was the best three words they could come up with to describe it. But the three words really don't capture uh, those who study the word and understand it like it ought to be captured because really it refers to he was shaken within his inner being. There was something inside of him, oh, that turned and turned because he looked upon this man and he saw his needs. He knew his condition. He knew what people thought of him. He knew how the man probably been spat at and talked about and scored. And there was something inside of him that said, this just can't keep going on. I gotta do something here. He was moved with him. This is what I want you to get, church, today. I'm gonna be real brief right now. Listen, this is what I want you to get. It's time that we care. Uh-huh about the rest of the world mm-hmm. like Jesus did for the leper. Yeah. 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 Here's the keep on keeping on. It's easy to say things with words, but until you feel them and mean them on the inside, it's, it don't really impact your action. Amen. You see, what happened was Jesus was literally moved within. There have been times that you've been moved, amen? Somebody that you love get hurt, get sick, It'll move you, amen? Yeah. You may see something on the side. I believe every one of these stories that you told, uh, listen to me now, where you felt like God was impacting you to do something, there was something that moved you. Right, right. There was something on the inside that said, you got to do something about yeah. this situation. Yeah. You, can't just, you, can't turn, you can't turn your head. Right. See, here's the problem, church, is we have quit being sensitive to the movement of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Listen to me. I, I'm going to be playing to you. I, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to try to bring it down just a moment. We have become unsensitive to the movement of the Holy Spirit so that it is easy for us to turn our head. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Look the other way. That's right. While the lost die and go to hell. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Amen. Let me tell you what the work is. The work is what he called us to. 
is to what? Proclaim and share that that he's done in us mm -hmm. to a dying, dark world. Mm -hmm. And when moved upon, yeah. we respond. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you that every person that you come across that's homeless or begging or asking something that you ought to stop and give them something. I'm not telling you that. Matter of fact, I'll tell you, don't do that. Yeah. Why are you saying that, brother? I'm saying because we don't know what God's working in their life. Right. Amen. I'm just telling you the truth. But I can tell you this. The Holy Spirit has never lied to me. That's right. And he'll never lie to you. Amen. What I'm saying is, if you'll become sensitive to feel inside, oh God, there's something in here. I'm telling you, when you begin to say, Lord, just speak. And let me be sensitive to the movement of your yeah. spirit. And let me have a care and a concern like you have a care and a concern. You'll respond at the right time in yeah. the right place. And the right things will happen. God. Because of what's going on on the inside. He was moved with compassion. Church, I have a simple message this morning. We need to keep on keeping on. That's right. yeah. uh -huh. Keep on. <coughs> keeping on. Mm -hmm. There's a work. It's happening. Yeah. Amen. I believe it. Uh, listen, listen. Uh, sometimes I may not recognize uh, things that I do or say. I was just uh, reflecting on myself, and I thought, you know, I probably have specific patterns that my children see about myself that I don't see. Are y'all with me? I mean, because they look at me in a different way. Uh, they may recognize when I'm shorter tempered. Or, or, and I don't even realize. And I, I, you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I have heard other people talk about us. They come to me and said, "Here at Mount Moriah, said, hey, you know, there's some good things going on down there. But we hear things. I, I, I've had people say, well, we, we just heard a good report about what's going on at Mount Moriah. And boy, your heart just fills up. And just, yeah. just thank the Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. And what, what, what I could just be a part of. Uh, however small. But let me just say to you, church, the devil will come to distract, to destroy, That's to right. tempt you into something else. Amen. We need to make sure that we put his focus, our focus, and get to work like he went to work yeah. and just keep on keeping on. Amen. I believe those people down the road who, who need Jesus, we might can have some impact on. Yeah. I believe these people that we've written out in their names and we pray those names that we can have some impact on those people. Yeah. Why? Why? Because you got something. I just got something good to share. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I just got good something good to share and his name's Jesus. Amen. <laughs> and where he goes, things happen. Amen. Yeah, I just want to bring you to him and, and him to you. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. Church, we need to get concerned. If you haven't felt that spirit move on you in a while, you need to start praying. Amen. Yeah, amen. Lord, help me to be sensitive that I might know when you speak my way. Right. That I might not miss that opportunity. Well, I heard some testimonies. Brother Jeremy testified one night. Another brother testified one night about missing a blessing because they didn't move when God said move. Amen. Mm -hmm. Be careful. Mm -hmm. Be careful. You may not get that opportunity again. Right. And you may not know what impact that one thing might have. Right. I'm going to tell you, I can go back to one sweet Christian lady who I didn't grow up in church with. I worked with her. And I can go back to her words when she said to me, I believe the Lord is calling you to preach. And she said, I wouldn't say it. I didn't want to say it. But you needed to hear it. And I asked her how she knew that. She said, because the Lord won't leave me alone. She was moved from within. She didn't know the battle. 
and that I had been fighting for months. She didn't know the fight that I had been fighting for months. I'm telling you, you say, oh, I wouldn't say that to somebody. You might tell them something. She didn't want to say that, but I needed to hear it. You may be the one. You may be the one that'll change that life and bring them to Jesus. Listen. Listen. He's speaking. He's speaking. I, I thought all week long was for, we had altar call after altar call. And there were moves made and people come. I wondered about those that he was speaking to. Yeah. And they didn't move. Yeah. Be careful. Be careful, church. Let's keep on keeping on. Let's do what he'd asked to do. We got a, a, a fifth Sunday that we're saying, you know, we, we're, we're out here. We want the community to come in. We want them to have a good time and enjoy themselves. But I want more than that. I want them to know that Jesus is here when they have a need. When they have a need, he'll still be here. You pray. Church, we have a work to do. Amen. I believe he's just gearing us up. We have a work to do. And we need to be responding to that work. Stand with us all over the house. I don't know uh, who specifically at church. I, I believe the message was for us. But if you have a specific need, he knows He's able. He's in the business of doing miracles. And he can do one in your life. If you feel the need to come pray, we want you to come pray. If you should have moved.